Val, brought to you by the Children's Rehabilitation Institute, Teleton USA. Hey, this is Laura. And this is Natalie. We're two therapists that work at CRIT, the Children's Rehabilitation Institute, Teleton USA. We wanted to provide the community with an outlet for their stories and resources for our families that may not have access or know how to begin. We hope that through these interviews, we can continue to serve our families and the pediatric therapy community with knowledge and education from a distance. Join us as we speak with some of our therapists, patients, and their families about their diagnosis and discuss how CRIT has helped them navigate their unique challenges. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, today on the show, we're gonna be discussing a lot about hippotherapy. Many of our patients uh, that have different diagnoses across the board in our clinic receive hippotherapy outside of CRIT. We thought this would be a really good topic leading into summer break as many of our families use this as an alternative therapy and it really helps staying busy outside of school. But what exactly is hippotherapy, right? So uh, according to a clinical trial, hippotherapy, an intervention to habilitate balance deficits in children with movement disorders, published in the APTA Association, the term hippotherapy refers to how occupational therapy, physical therapy, and speech-language pathology professionals use evidence-based practice and clinical reasoning in the purposeful manipulation of equine movement as a therapy tool to engage sensory, neuromotor, and cognitive systems to promote functional outcomes. So pretty much, I mean, it's all about the movement. The horse's pelvis shares um, the same three-dimensional planes as the human pelvis. So this movement is multidimensional and provides that system-wide impact. Um, But who exactly is appropriate for this type of therapy? Uh, there's quite a few diagnoses. Um, you hear a lot with kids with cerebral palsy, but it's also more than just that. Kids with Down syndrome, autism spectrum disorder, or really any movement disorders where the hips are affected. Um, hippotherapy can really help with these diagnoses in so many ways, like helping improve balance, posture control, symmetry of the trunk and the gait, um, just maintaining that dynamic head and trunk stability, reaching skills. They also can help reduce that energy expenditure um, from even just simple walking. And on top of that, there's socialization because you have to work with the horse, communicate with the horse and the staff around you, um, which has a lot of positive carryover uh, to the benefits that can just not just go into the home, but the clinical setting as well. Yeah, for sure. When reviewing some of these articles information, um, I found it really interesting that some simple techniques were used to either engage, you know, activate and lengthen opposite sides. So some of these examples were like if um, the trainer or the therapist is taking a patient on a left circle, which sounds super simple, um, they can actually use that to increase or activate, therefore shortening the left side and lengthening the right side. And it's from what I've understood, it's not something that can be mimicked here in the clinic. You know, we have different tools that we have, but it's not going to give you that triaxial movement through the pelvis. So I thought that was really interesting. And then also, again, something super as simple as halting will then now activate that anterior-posterior activation. So I'm super excited to learn a lot more about hippotherapy and to help us uh, have a better understanding from someone who has firsthand experience. We interviewed 12-year-old Hayden on his perspective and his personal progress made since starting all the way back in 2017. So I think he's kind of a pro at this point. (laughs) Um, So join us as we get to learn more about hippotherapy. Enjoy. You are listening to the Re-Eval brought to you by Crick. 
Hi friends, good morning. We are super excited to have someone in clinic for an interview today. We have Hayden uh, joining us in person um, with his blue hair. So we got to put that out there. I know you can't see it, but um, it's summertime. So I'm really excited for, for what's to come with Hayden, but I had to point out that he has blue hair with us here. <laughs> How are you doing today, Hayden? Good. Um, great, actually. I, I I just got off from school for summer, which is two days or two months of just fun in general. How exciting! Do you have anything fun planned for summer? Um, summer camp, and that's it. But yay! I, Where are you doing summer camp at? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I think it's like towards Kerrville or something. Okay. Well, I'm excited for you. I feel like um, last year, did you do summer camp? Yeah. I thought so. No, not last year. The, in 2019. Oh, that makes sense. You know, sometimes I forget with the pandemic, it just feels like a blur, like it didn't even happen. <laughs> so that's right. In 2019, you did it. And I remember you coming back and you just seemed like a whole different person. You grew a lot. So I think it's really exciting that you get to go back. I loved it. Nice. So, so Hayden, um, for people that don't know you, how old are you? Um, 12, almost 13. Um, and if you don't mind sharing with us, um, what is your diagnosis? Um, cerebral palsy. I was, I was, um, diagnosed with it at 40 months or something. That's what my mom tells me. Like, I mean, now I'm just... <laughs> I know what you're... And, no, and you're awesome. You said, look at me now. But I um, I joke with Hayden all the time, and uh, 2020 was the election year. And before, I think 2019, when we were in the clinic, I'd always say, Hayden for president 2020, because this guy is just super smart and really into politics, which is funny to say about someone that's 12. But And he was even younger at the time. But one of my fun facts about you, Hayden, is that you did, and I'm going to probably say this wrong, so correct me, you did door-to-door -door campaigning for one of our politicians here, or over the phone, is that right? Um, I, I gave away some money. Well, I wanted to since most people don't care about politics, but I just felt really generous and just wanted to give money and I'm that type of person, you know. I mean, I raise thousands of dollars every year for this place, so I'm kind of in my element when I'm raising money or something. Yeah, no, you're totally right, and we're super fortunate to have you here. I mean, not only are you just, like, an awesome person, um, but you do a lot for our organization, and I don't think people realize that. Like, this guy has been out selling popcorn, and... He's sold ice cream, and he's just honestly like a hustler, <laughs> if I could say it another way. He comes in, and he doesn't do it for himself. He always brings in these funds and um, puts that donation out for the organization, and it's people and families like yours that really you know, keep us going. We are a nonprofit, and so um, we really appreciate all the work that you do, but it's, it's just um, eye-opening to me because like... I wasn't doing that when I was nine or 10. <laughs> what was I doing wasting my time? And meanwhile, here you are just doing awesome things, Hayden. So I'm always really excited to have I, you here. I'm almost in my second year of middle school, so. Oh, those are exciting times. And I'm saying mm -hmm. that with, with sarcasm because <laughs> middle school is such a rough time. But I'm, I'm hoping that you're having a good time in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
most people hated middle school. I bet half of the people listening hated middle school. So, you know, it's just a funky time with like hormones changing and you're really getting to know yourself. And so I'm really happy that you're finding time um, to choose your stuff wisely. I mean, like you said, you were doing um, fundraising and you've done random campaigning and you really just keep yourself up to date with like, I feel like sometimes you come in here telling me the news, um, so which is bad, right? I should be more, <laughs> I should be more aware of what's going on. But you're such a smart guy. So if I was anywhere near to where you are right now in middle school, I think, I think you know, the future's bright for you, Hayden. That's what I've got to say. It's really exciting. Thank you. Of course. Um, so what today we're coming to talk about is um, hippotherapy. I had talked to your mom a little bit and just kind of knowing you through the years, we had um, discussed that, you know, during the summer, obviously you don't have school. Uh, so finding different ways to kind of fill your time, right? You don't want to be bored at home the entire time. So you said you do summer camp, but a couple years back, I believe one of the things that your mom looked into. In 2018, actually. Well, I know they. Uh, she was kind of looking for something to do, and so she looked into hippotherapy for you. And um, I mean, I know at this time, I know you know briefly about what hippotherapy was. We've had different presentations here about um, how it can benefit different communities. Um, but I kind of want to just you know get a feel for you know as a twelve year old doing your summers, still kind of doing an extracurricular therapy. Honestly, is what it is. Um, how do you like hippotherapy? Like it's just a space where I can, where I can, to be honest with you, n not get, or not care and still have fun. Like, yeah, friends are nice and all that, but hey, um, most people, most people hate Windows School, and I loved it. So. <laughs> That's true. Um, so could you explain to someone that may not know what hippotherapy is, um, give them a little, an idea of what you do there? It, it, as you expertly said, we're practically, I'm practically outside all the time when I'm out there. I go every Monday and... Practically, I forget that I'm actually there. I for, I live there, so I feel like I live there. So <laughs> that's great. I'm glad they really make you feel like you're at home. There are different types of um, they use, they can say equine assisted, but hippotherapy is actually a form of therapy uh, done while the patient is with a horse. So um, sometimes you know. As you may do, and I'll have you explain, you can ride the horse, you can go there for like a social aspect and go and like pet the horse, feed the horse, or different things that um, the skilled therapists are there trained to kind of help uh, the patient adapt to, right? So whenever you arrive, what does your day usually consist of there at hippotherapy? It's usually a one hour session. They basically give you all the control, they ask you when you want to stop, if you want to take a break, you know, that type of stuff, while on the horse and I, they basically give you control, and I really like that, because with stuff like this, no offense, with stuff like this clinic, I'm not trying to throw shade on you guys or anything. No, of course not. You. 
you follow like certain regular every therapy place does, but you guys don't. You guys follow a certain rule set or whatever. Yeah, you're totally right. So during our sessions, we're a little bit more structured, right? And then not only that, we're inside. And I don't know if you know this about me, Hayden, but I live outdoors. I absolutely love being outside. So when we did, I mean, I talk about pandemic all the time, but when the pandemic happened, um, being inside was like torture for me. I was like, I need fresh air. I need to, um, it really boosts my personal you know, self-esteem and all of the above. So if I had to choose, not throwing shade on this place either, but if I had to choose between a structured setting or going to hang out with a horse outside, you know, I probably would choose a horse. I I, I get that. I get that. Um, When you get there, though, I'm just curious as far as your session goes, because I've never been, um, do they immediately mount you on the horse and you get started? Or is it something that they do and they slowly introduce you to the horse? They slowly, they slowly, like, they transfer me onto the horse with this, like, hook, um, with these, like, metal knee clamps or whatever. Okay. And they have, like, a special machine where you can push them. And you know, every kid loves to push buttons. So, <laughs> I mean. So you really do have a lot of control during this session, which is, I mean, for me, I just, I I find it really interesting because um, horses are so big. I mean, this is obviously right. They're just so big. And um, depending on the horse, I'm sure these horses are very well trained to to be, um, you know, therapy. Around people. Yeah. And around people. My Um, mom just got sick of me inside. So everything that she tried to do and. I did was basically to keep myself distracted from, you know, video games, TVs. Um, She's a smart girl. Um, <laughs> I, I have some friends right now that are telling me that their kids are just like super into these video games. And I get it. It's fun, right? And especially now because you can kind of, you can communicate to other people through that, right? There's like a way to, I, I don't play video games, but I think there's a way to communicate to people. That is what the horse in a sense does where when you're bored you find hypnotherapy and you you have blessed with it and it's something else to keep your mind off of video games and you have a good time. So um, back to hypotherapy, whenever you get onto this horse, are they um, having you do certain activities or do they kind of just have you ride around? How does this? How does your general session usually go? The session times usually consist of out, like one hour. They have us split into like I don't want to say it this way, but hour groups, like by a certain extent. Yeah, I kind of get what you're saying. So they have your session, but it, it, you're saying it's an hour long. But you were telling me that if you need a break, they let you take breaks as needed. Um, But for the most part, are they having you, like, go around the corral? Um, And I'm just, I keep asking these questions because I've never seen you on a horse doing your hypotherapy. But I was uh, doing some research when um, preparing for your interview. 
And I was watching some of these sessions and I find it really interesting because there are different things, uh, different tools and devices like people can have in the clinic that can attempt to mimic the movement of a horse, um, but they don't do that. I think they call it triaxial movement that your hips do that, you know, humans do that horses also mimic. So we have like vibration things and you can get on a little galloping, but it's not the same movement that a horse has when you're on there. So even though like you're saying they have you riding around the corral, it's working a lot of different muscles that you wouldn't be able to work on and actually movement through your hips and posture that you wouldn't be able to um, mimic here in the clinic. So I just found it really interesting that something as simple as riding around the corral is really hard work. So it's not hard. It's just it's just that it's simply not easy as and I haven't put it this way because I don't know how to describe it. It's not easy to keep your posture up and to worry about falling at the same time, which of course they won't let you fall, but that's a good way to put it. So it's not hard, but it's definitely challenging. Uh, As I said, they will let you take total control of the horse. Like, no joke. And how, how do they do that? Like, what do you, do you have to command the horse to do something? Like, walk on, whoa, which to the horse that means stop, you know, go. And like that sort of stuff. And there's even like stuff like body or body movement commands where the horse can tell to do something by your body movements. Or really? By your, or by your, um, or by the way you move your body. Yeah, no, that's, that's super cool. And man, I think the fact that they give you like total control is so cool. Like I, I really would be interested to go and observe one of your sessions just because I find it um, really impressive that they have you up there just kind of doing your own thing, doing your own horse thing, which is really, really interesting. Um, do you feel like since you said you've been doing it for a couple of years now, since 2017, 2018, do you feel like um, you've seen a difference in your strength or balance? They're structured, but they're not like completely structured to the bone in a sense. Yes. It's unorthodox and unheard of that the techniques that they use to actually keep you, keep the person engaged. And I love that about places where they take unique approaches to fun and stuff. So. I love that saying. That's honestly my goal as a therapist. I'm glad that you point that out to us because we've talked about it a lot and um, if I have you here in a session and we're just doing sit to stands, like that's work and you don't want to come in here and just sweat it out with me. We need to make our sessions funner. So it's really something to kind of keep in mind um, as a therapist or as a parent to, to keep people engaged in unique ways. And you're a super smart guy. So I know a lot of times we're just like quizzing you, which doesn't sound fun for much people, but keeps you engaged. So it gets our sessions going most of the time. Whoever is listening right now, I completely encourage anyone to engage in her 
hypotherapy. It's it's a unique approach to therapy. I mean, look at them. I mean, therapy itself has come a long way in these past few years. So it's kind of of a unique approach. I think it's a super unique approach. I know your mom had briefly told us that um, sometimes even just when you arrive to the session, they have you go over, patch your horse, give your horse a snack. I mean, you're developing this relationship with the horse that you would never have this experience anywhere else, right? And then on top of that, you're able to engage and continue to work on things that, that help you um, functionally. So I think that that's a super unique approach to um and therapy. they're both therapy combined. There's it's just a, it's just a match made in heaven. Yay! Well, that's exciting. <laughs> um, you guys, you guys and them work on very similar things, if not the same things. Yes. So. So yeah, it's very personal to me, and I don't know what it is or what it was or what it still is that makes me love it even more <laughs> but yeah it's just it's just personal to me and I love I love making personal connections that will last I'm that type of person I can definitely see that Hayden I mean I feel like um like I said you have you have this uh, personality that is just super giving and and it's if you have a connection with Hayden then you know um, that it is something special um, but I, I just wanted to go back to kind of talking about how we feel hippotherapy has helped you so in, in general I mean I think socially and in a personal level it, it's helped you we don't have to talk about balance and posture necessarily um, but uh, you know we have Natalie hanging out here in the background guys <laughs> and NTR that's you know a lot of the goals that they work on there you know social aspects and and having that um, I don't want to say connection but it really does um, make a difference and like I said I don't think that that's something that we could target here in the clinic and almost Natalie here like <laughs> she can be really fun <laughs> I mean yeah, she's playing games with the kids most of the time, but it's helpful. It's, it's more than helpful. It's almost like, as I said, personal to most of the kids here. And I just love it here, so it's just normal. Well, that means a lot coming from you, Hayden. I really, um, I know we both really appreciate that. And you don't have to think that you're ever throwing shade on Crit. I know that you come in here and you work your hardest. And, um, you know, some days can be more challenging than others, but you always give it 100%. And, you know, we couldn't ask for anything else um, in general, because we haven't worked together in a very long time now. But um, just kind of talking to you and, and knowing you here for the past couple of years and seeing you grow into this now middle schooler, it, it's just really funny to, to kind of look back and, and see where you've come. You've to made... kind of look at my skinny um, <laughs> demeanor when I was 
What, seven or eight? I know. Well, the difference for me was that you came back from our quarantine from COVID, and I think you, like, stretched out four inches or something crazy. Um, he would always joke that he was going to be taller than me, and I'm pretty sure you're taller than me at this point. So um, it's just kind of funny to think of, uh, of where you've come. And, you know, part of that could be because of the growth you made in hippotherapy. So I, I find it really interesting. Um that you keep saying that at a personal level, it's something that's very personal and you make those connections with the horse. And I think that's super cool. Um, and I am really interested to see. I would want to go and check out one of your sessions one day, maybe if, you, if you're okay with that. My mom, my... Yeah, I'm super okay with it. But... <laughs> um, other than that, I know you kind of touched base a little bit on it, but do you have any words of advice for a parent that's looking into hippotherapy or maybe a kid that has some hesitation on like, I'm not to get on this horse. Like, do you have any advice for them or something you'd want to say? Just be yourself. Don't, don't stress about it. Don't, don't worry. Just don't stress about it. You'll be fine. Those people will not let you fall and they won't let you hurt yourself, you know. And that, if, if the horse isn't enough, I don't know what it what is. You know, you know, you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And, and I, yeah, I totally agree. Um, these people, you know, that people, they're therapists, um, they're skilled in this profession and, and it takes a, a lot and like licensure and whatnot to get yourself to where you need to be safe handling these horses and patients on, um, on a horse. So I think it's super awesome that they make you feel so, uh, welcome into their facility and, uh, you really continue to build these personal connections with everyone there, including the horses. So that's super cool. Um, so I just want to thank you Hayden for your time. You're, um, such an awesome guy. I'm really fortunate to have you here in the clinic. So we really appreciate you being here with us today. Anytime. Thanks. We'll talk to you later. You are listening to the Re-Eval brought to you by Crit. As therapists here at Crit, I feel like we're always looking for ways to help our kids engage, especially outside of Crit. Um, and we talk a lot about that with Hayden and throughout this whole podcast, this episode. Um, one thing I really love is that Hayden mentioned finding ways to make therapy fun. It can be really difficult when kids come into clinic, they see their therapist, and then they get to work. Laura even mentions it's getting to business when you get to clinic and you probably sweat along the way, and it can be really tough sometimes. You come in, you got to do what you got to do, and then you leave. Hippotherapy gives you the freedom to make your own choices. Hayden said it best that um, hippotherapy provides a unique way to receive therapy and work on those goals. As a recreation therapist, this is huge for me and what we get to do in TR. It's also a really good way to work on socialization and communication skills too. You're doing so much more than just working on postural stance, balance, and gait form. You get to work with a living being. Lauren mentioned that uh, sometimes writing centers will have you start and you might pat the horse or offer it a snack just to like build that rapport right away. And you don't do that to your therapist. You don't come in and you give them a snack and you pet them on their head. You might give them a hug, but it's typically like, come on back, let's get to work. So Hayden said it best. You really build connections that can last a lifetime. 
you know, Natalie, I think our sessions would go way better if people were providing <laughs> yes. me snacks every time they came into the clinic. But um, really, I really enjoyed Hayden's. Um, like, he continued to describe having that personal connection with the horse. He's, I could feel that, you know, he feels empowered when he's able to take control of his therapy. Um, one thing I've learned is that with someone, in, like in Hayden's case, who happens to be in a wheelchair, they may not always feel like they have the freedom in their day-to-day life. I mean, like even during our sessions, you know, we can be pretty structured to a sense. We're trying to hit those goals, but um, I always end up making that mistake and like tend to hone in on just that therapy aspect, you know, by nature. Um, but you're right, Natalie, the socialization independence that he gains a distraction from like in quotes, the work that he's actually putting in. Um, and something I didn't share with Hayden is that I have a slight fear of horses. Like they're super powerful. They're large. Um, my mom had a fall when she was younger. So it's just one of those things that it's like, you never really know when you're getting on. And I know these things are, you know, really well trained, but even Hayden, you know, reassures us by letting us know it's not easy. You know, it's hard to, to have to multitask, sit upright. Um, but don't worry, they're obviously not going to let you fall off at the same time. It's a lot of things in, uh, one session, but that's why they, you know, they're professional, they're skilled, um, in doing hippotherapy. And I really thought it was nice for him to just, you know, give us that feedback of if someone is trying to try something new, like, don't think that that's going to be the reason to stop you. Um, but if I took anything from what Hayden said, it, it would be to try new things. And I do feel like if you feel like hippotherapy is something that fits your needs and definitely look into it. And we hope you found this information helpful. As a nonprofit, we couldn't do what we do without your support. Please visit us at critusa.org for more information on our organization, as well to find a link to donate. We would love to hear feedback from you. As mentioned, we are a podcast to serve you. We are reserving the final portion of each episode to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at critusa.org for questions or topics that you would like to be covered. information about the re-eval, please visit critusa.org. Thank you for listening. The information presented on this podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice. Please continue to follow the recommendations of your physician and or other healthcare providers. Please refer to your physician prior to initiating any modifications to your current healthcare regimens. Mm-hmm.